Hello, everyone. I'm Casey. And I'm Michael. And welcome to Put That Record On. This week, we're spinning the normal album, Will Wood's third studio album from the year 2020. So please join us around the record player, sit back, and enjoy. You're going to need all of the little interlude jingles <laughs> between like every song, because every song has its own wonderful little jingle. I could just go, ah, and that would probably be like, that would represent the album well. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Ow. Internal screaming. <laughs> so the first time I listened to this album was on Monday, so two days ago. And I put it on when I started, when I had to do the dishes because that oh, was the other. Oh, wow. Sa- no, same. I actually hold it for the first time while doing um, cleaning the kitchen. It, it worked. It was wonderful, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Yeah, no, that was that's so weird. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> I had it I had it in my uh, queue of like things to check out. I checked this out a couple months ago, but no, I just like, because I, I always put music on if I don't have a podcast when I'm cleaning the kitchen and I was just like, oh, let's try this one out. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> hello. <laughs> oh, okay. I really enjoyed doing the dishes that night. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was just jamming out. It was so good. <laughs> I was so caught off guard. Like, <laughs> like listening to it for the first time is an actual experience that i'm not used to no oh cause, and well i had i guess a semblance of warning because you were just i had to <laughs> you gave me the heads up that like this needs a few listens or like it's a little out there so i wasn't going into it expecting something i've heard before but i wouldn't like oh oh this was this was this was the best like i was like this <laughs> I still undersold it to you. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Like you weren't like, it takes a few times, but you're going to love it. Like you didn't send it to me in like a biased way. You just let me know that it's different. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how people are going to respond to this one because it's like, it is so, it is so different and so weird. Like I am like, I, you, I, somebody's people, it's like, people going to love this or people are going to be like, uh. It's like Bo Burnham, Weird Al and like someone from Broadway had a love child. Yeah. And made this album. <laughs> It's so, it's so good. People are going to figure out uh, what we think of this way, way faster than normal. <laughs> yeah. We don't have any history here. No, I got nothing. It's another 2020 album. This show's pretty current so far. Yeah. Yeah, which is, which is fine. I'm sure we'll eventually do something classic. Yeah. But like, especially if there isn't something that's catching our eye right now, but... I'm like new. I kind of like that we've been doing new albums or newer albums because there's a likelihood that they haven't been heard before. The, these first few episodes have been my backlog of things I've been wanting Casey to listen to for the last couple of years. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. I do have a li- list of 20, 2019 to twenty twenty one here. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I was gonna send this to you, and you pitched the podcast idea like literally a day or two after I heard this for the first time, and so I held. This was the album I held back. You held, wait, you held it back, like, oh, oh, so, so that we didn't start with it. I was just going to send it to you to listen to without, before we talked about having a, doing the podcast together. Mm. And the moment you said, let's do a music review podcast, I was like, ah, yes, this album, we're going to do this in the first <laughs> few episodes, but I'm going to, I'm not going to tell you about it right now. I'm going to, I'm going to, oh, hold back, hold back. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. we need to keep this thing going where I'm very familiar with the music at this point and Casey has to be. <laughs> going into this it. is the album i would have wanted to do first except i didn't i wanted to have the show 
structure down before we oh we could not have done this album first oh my goodness episode five i think i feel okay with episode five yeah i still don't think we'll do it justice but you know we might as might as well try (laughs) this is the time (laughs) we're never gonna do it justice all right so do you want to talk about the album cover album cover yeah um it's a picture of him like waving out a window and it i feel like ties in very well to the uh theme of a couple of the songs at least the first one in particular the suburbia style mm-hmm. it's like an old 60s he's got the pink shirt on like the uh it, it's like a it's got that like mr rogers like waving like yeah howdy neighbor yeah all things are good and cheery like hello type just but out of a clearly suburban house window yeah but yeah i guess yeah howdy neighbor's the way to do it like it's like someone's walking by and you got to go out the window and say, hello, hello. <laughs> now, I'm trying to think of what it reminds me of, but around the edge of the picture, it looks like, you know, a retro sweater. And then the title of it's like the normal album. It looks like something out of an old sitcom. Well, and yeah. And I think that, that goes into Sabobia because there was a, a whole era of sitcoms just kind of based on Sabobia life. Yeah. The family dynamic, the, like the, the Norman Rockwell, like. Yeah, that kind of thing. So that was a big sitcom um, style for many years. Yeah. So that that's the that is what you get just by looking at it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. And it's him, which I also think, at least with one of the songs, this this album is very personal to him. I think a lot of this album is. So it's nice that, you know, he's on it. Cool, 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 cool. Very cool. Themes and topics. Themes and topics. What I like to do with the topics and themes is talk about something that I feel applies to basically every song. So that way I don't have to talk about it in every song. That's fair. That, I bring it up front because I feel like if it applies to every single song, we can talk about it first. So that way every single song we talk about, always th- these themes apply to them. So the two themes I, I liked about this album was I think the musical and lyrical themes of this album match so perfectly with each other. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could have these lyrics with a different style of music, and I don't think you could have this style of music with a different lyrical presentation. When when I was originally thinking about this idea, um, what came to me was actually the song Something by the Beatles. The way something starts is you have this main melody that is played once, of course, and then you're left with a basic drum and bass along with this organ drifting in the background. And the verse lyric is this something in the way she moves, which perfectly matches like the airiness and the mystery presented by this drifting organ. This, it's the sound of mystery, of questioning, of lostness, which you know many other progressive artists also kind of employ when they're dealing with those topics. So that, that matches the lyrics. But then in contrast, the ending of the verses, or what I think might be the chorus of something, is saying, I don't want to leave her now, but the organ in this part isn't drifting. You have these very rigid codal notes being played. So there's no like question or losslessness here. Like there's no mystery to what's being said. The single knows he doesn't want to leave. And I feel like you have, so you have this music and this lyrics, pl- these music and lyrics playing perfectly together. And I feel like inside of the normal album, the whole album fits that. Like the music can be very chaotic at times, but the lyrics can also be very chaotic at times. Can be? You mean they <laughs> are. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Period. <laughs> but it's nice to have, like, if you have music about, like, lyrics about not being able to 
pay attention or keep attention. The music also can't pay attention to itself. The lyrics help make the music feel more natural, and then the music helps convey the lyrics. It's not word painting. We like it's different than that. But is there like a an actual term to go with that, or is it just good music? Uh, I don't know. I that's why I went with the something example. Is it's not word painting, but it is. I'm sure there is a a correct word for this. But but what we're kind of saying is that the the music matches the mood of the lyrics. Yes. That's apparent throughout this whole album, and it helps just make it helps make this album what it is. Uh, the other theme that I have is it's it's on the the cover of the album. It's the name of the album. It's the No More album. But this whole idea of normalcy, and I think it's a great theme to kind of say, no, it's not that all this stuff is wheeled. What we're going, you know, what. This stuff was painted as wheeled for years or, you know, it's like that person, that person's crazy. It's like, no, actually, this is more the normal, right? Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of lyrics. I mean, obviously, it's the normal, but a lot of the songs play into this theme of what normal actually means. Yes. Or what normal should mean if you're not holding on to an old version of normal. Yes, yeah, because the old version of normal was constructed to, like, like, forced, essentially. So anything that fell outside of it, you know, they, was automatically painted as strange or weird because it, you know, went against the normal, what people want, decided the norm is. And it's like, well, no, that so much of everything falls outside of normal that therefore it, that means that, it is normal. Does that make sense? <laughs> it's it's hard. It's like it's a hard thing to like use words to describe said thing. But I think he does a great job throughout these lyrics talking about these aspects of life, which when he's talking about them, it's like you if you're thinking in the old way of thinking, it's like that's weird. But yeah, it's like, no, that should that shouldn't be considered weird anymore. Well, and I'm actually talking about this. I feel like a lot in this first song because I think the first song does a really good job of talking through a lot of what this theme is i agree but with those themes out of the way should we just dive into some songs because <laughs> there's a lot to talk about there's a lot to talk about so yes i think we should dive in so the first track of the album has many titles <laughs> all these song titles are oh they're they're they are a party themselves <laughs> suburban the party Everything's a party. The first track is entitled Suburbia Overture, Greetings from Mary Bell Township, Vampire Culture, Love Me Normally. I love this intro because I there's a part of me that just loves overtures. I love the concept of an overture to an album. It mm -hmm. clearly, it, it, for us album people, it is a just a whole song of like what's to come in this album. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't even need to be like, a, oh, that was a good intro song. Like, overtures by necessity kind of just take all the album put it into one song and it's like <laughs> it's like a sampler it's a sampler platter for what's gonna is about to come in this album yes it is so the song starts off real strong with these i guess doo-wops or every song um, i was i was thinking doo-wop yeah yeah doo-wops and is that like 1950s era yeah that's the old um i mean my my everyone's favorite doo-wop song uh, one more minute by weird Al. But yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's it's night. Nice. That was right before like rock. This was what we were 
considering to be the pinnacle of music. Yeah. So like in my head, I was like, oh, that, that's, you know, silly doo-wop. It basically it reminded me of like a college acapella group that's doing a doo-wop song because it sounds silly to me. But I was like, wait, does it sound silly or is that just what it actually sounded like? <laughs> that's, no, that's what it sounded like. Like there's a reason all oldies really kind of start with like Chuck Berry, Elvis and the Beatles. Like we kind of cut the old, the whole doo-wop section of classics out. <laughs> Gone. We're like, Bye. We're like, you know, this whole like there's no electric guitars thing. We're not gonna, we're not gonna play that on the radio. We're not gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> like listening to old 40s and 50s songs is a trip. It is. Oh yeah. Because there's no electric guitar, so you, like there's no guitar. Like it's just like they figured out you could recode vocal melodies and some drums, and they said that's music. There we go. I mean, sometimes it, it just it brings you back in like a old movie kind of way. Depending on who you are, it might actually just bring you back to what music was. <laughs> yeah. I doubt anyone listening to this podcast can relate to that, but <laughs> I don't really discriminate. <laughs> they're talking about my doo-wop again. They're talking about doo-wop. I actually got some like Broadway vibes to it, but I actually get that a lot throughout this whole album. There's a Broadway side to him. Yeah, his vocal style is just, he could just be on Broadway. And I also think that songs that have some wild lyrics in there or like i think that's part of a lot of broadway songs is because you're they're literally up on stage trying to tell a story through music so that can lead to more complicated lyrics well yeah broadway is trying to tell a story so you have to have a little bit more lyrical depth oh they're um the songs about a character so they have Mm -hmm. to be more personal than exactly yeah an abstract like that's basically what i get from this it's like he's a character singing about himself or something so what's fun about the song is it's split into three very distinct parts maybe Mm -hmm. even you could call it four um but definitely three distinct parts and for an intro of course if you have no clue what this album is about the starting with doo-wop is it it puts you somewhere and you're like is this because you're automatically thinking is this a doo-wop album it could have been I I was so into it as soon as it kicked off. I'm like, wow, I could I could stay here. <laughs> yeah, like if you haven't listened uh, to this album, if you're the type who wants to listen to the podcast before the album, go listen to the album before we spoil that this whole thing is maybe not only a doo-wop album. <laughs> like you can listen to this episode without listening to it, but this album is such a treat in my opinion, and I wouldn't want to go into this episode not hearing the album. <laughs> yeah, this this episode's gonna make no sense. So there's a lot of good lyrics in this song. On the album in general, we, I keep finding lines that are like, that's clever. That's a really clever lyric. And also some of the lyrics are very Broadway just in his rhyme schemes. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple of lines that I like will be taking out to talk about. This one ties in heavily to the theme, which is what I was talking about when I was talking about the theme of normalcy, is the uh, line, takes a village to fake a whole culture. Takes a village to fake a whole culture. I love that line. That's really good. I, I love it because this is the Suburbia Overture. And I think, so, A, he's doing doo-wop. And the 50s is like the start of the Suburbia era. That's when it's like the whole idea of the American dream was pitched because there were cars. This is when the interstate highway system was being rolled out. So the, this whole American dream of you're going to get a car, you're going to be able to drive on the highway to your job in the city, and but live out in the suburbs. Like... 
this whole idea was when doo-wop was popular. So using Sabobia as a theme with doo-wop, but also using Sabobia as, quote-unquote, the old normal, right? Mm -hmm. Because it was sold, this, <laughs> this um, American propaganda, basically, of the normal being, you've got to get in a car, get a house 30 miles from the city, have kids. That's, that's the dream, right? That's normal, even though suburbs are actually insanity. Oh, they're the worst. <laughs> Literally the worst. Some of us are figuring that out. <laughs> but I, there's a couple other lines he has in here, which I just think is great, which bashes Sabobia, which is my, one of my favorite life topics. If you ever talk to me in real life, I will talk about trains and bashing Sabobia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you can put that in your bio. It's like, ask me, <laughs> ask me about these topics. I can, <laughs> I can expound. <laughs> if I had it my way, single family zoning would not exist. <laughs> yeah. I, but I, I agree. <laughs> I love the two lines in here, though. It's uh, the one is the lights are on, but no one's home. Uh, That's yeah. good. That's a, yeah, that, that fits in this perfectly. And then also home is where the heart is. You ain't homeless, but you're heartless. But I do like, like I said, I, I love the way he uses doo-wop to, to make it 50s. Sabobia, this whole section to talk about Sabobia as normal. It sets up the rest of the album that's talking about what's really should be the normal and mm -hmm. not this fake version of normal that has been sold as propaganda for the last 60 years. Yeah. He's getting at the American dream is a trap kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Cause there, there are people that still hold on to that yeah. notion. And as someone who's now married and a homeowner, like it might look like that, but no, I, I still bash it. There's a part that, well, you're angry that, nobody challenges that no one everyone just says that's what's normal and it's like yeah well, why like, why is why why, is why don't normal? why do i get challenged for all my views but someone just goes out and has buys a house 30 minutes in the city spends two hours commuting each day and has kids why does no one say like what are you doing and hey why'd you do that then they're just like this this is what people do this is normal why do they get to have that defense and also i mean we're also not saying that that is necessarily a bad thing to want. Like, you can want that. That can be the life you want. But, but it's you're the, not normal. Well, yeah, but, <laughs> but you're not normal, and it's ridiculous that that is the norm, or believed to be the norm, or believed should be the norm. The difference between the way he sings suburbia and culture within the same song it's so oh, different. We we were just talking about uh, a third of this song. We, like you, yeah. you <laughs> we should mention the word culture. Uh, that's very different. Very different. So if you've ever heard "Dirty Deeds," I think that's the title of the song by ACDC. If you can imagine how the <laughs> they sing "Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap," that's basically vocally. <laughs> but how he sings even culture. More there's even more screaming behind it. Oh, yeah. It's like screamo. It's only culture. <laughs> it is, yeah. It is early 2000s screamo band. I, with, <laughs> but not. <laughs> my, here's two bullet points. I love that the whole Sabobia section has the feels of, feel of 60s Sabobia propaganda. Next note. Then it goes all MCR. It just. <laughs> <laughs> and flip. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, the fact that there is six, 50, 60s doo-wop and screamo <laughs> in the same song. <laughs> and it's so good. 
good. Now I will say, I will say like, we've talked about this before where if you're listening to something on vinyl, you don't know where songs start and end. So I would assume these are different songs. But the problem is it comes back to feeling a lot like Sabobia Overture at the end of the song. Oh, I'd be confused. I hadn't gotten to that third track though. I'm still in culture. I'm still getting yelled at. <laughs> culture. <laughs> it's only culture. <laughs> Please, you got to cut that audio. I'd feel bad for that. <laughs> nah. Nah, they, if they hold this album, they, they just got screamed into. So we're all mm-hmm. going to do the same. We'll, we'll just make sure it doesn't clip. Other than that, you know, you're on your own. <laughs> F. Culture. Uh, yeah. So you get yelled at. <laughs> The guitar slaps through this whole section, too. It's so good. Uh, the, the instrumentation on this whole album is fantastic. Oh, yeah. And I did not do a good job of figuring out what instruments there are, but there were so many, and it was pretty difficult. <laughs> so much. <laughs> there was a lot. I also love inside this vampire section, the, the drink that blood with the dancing piano. Okay, yeah. Oh. Yeah. That piano in this album alone is amazing. He he is a fantastic piano player. He's so good. Here's, yeah, we'll get there. But there's one song in particular. I'm like, oh, my oh yeah, God. There's, there's a few, but, <laughs> but this one, yeah, I love the. I I love how after you've been screamed, I love how f- like it's so fun. But it's like talking about vampires drinking blood, which is not fun. But the way it's presented in the the harmonies and the piano, it is. It's, it's fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there's a bunch of other words around it, but this whole, there's a bunch of words about, around every th- single song of here. You already mentioned it before. After you get screamed at, it switches to the last part of the song, Love Me Normally, and it's much gentler. Mm-hmm. It's nice, soft piano. It, it goes back to, uh, the. I feel like, the viewpoint of somebody in Sabobia, like, asking why the could why can't the kids just be normal like why can't the kids just be like us mm-hmm. and outros with cicadas which is very suburbia very suburbia like backyard suburbia i have no clue how this song transitions i have i've listened to it and i've like tried to figure out how we get from one point to another in the song because they are so radically different but they it it's done so smoothly oh yeah when i said that i thought i would think there are different tracks i meant to also say with a fantastic transition. Yeah, it's not like it stops and it's like abruptly. It's not jarring. It's jarring because of what it is, but the transition is not jarring. You just like look up five seconds later and you're like, wait, how do I get here? <laughs> Where am I now? Oh, okay. Why is Dracula screaming at me? Please save me. <laughs> okay. Uh, should we move on to track two? Yeah, we're going to talk too much about every single song. This episode's going to go on forever. The second track. I see second sight seal. I see second right beer. So <laughs> that's how I'm reading the second song. <laughs> I just thought he used the two as an S, an R, and a B. But I think you're right. <laughs> an S. Okay. I, I think it's all S. I think it's all S. I think you're right. It, it, could, it could be anything. I mean, you, the titles will be in the chapter markers. You can... You can look at it. I'll type it as such. It's, I think it's probably Second Sightseer. I think you're right. Based off of what I think the song is getting at. Because Second Right Beer does not make any sense. No, Second Sightseer, that was fun. Goodbye. That makes sense. 
That that makes sense. Yeah. That was fun. Goodbye. <laughs> anyway, so uh, in the title, Second Sight Seer, all the S's are twos, which is what's confusing me. <laughs> You've been confused. Usually I bring up the lyrics for each song. It doesn't even matter because there's just too many of them for me to there's even look so at. There's so many. I have them, but like. <laughs> uh, this is where I got the Weird Al vibes. This song. Mm, okay. Right off. Well, like at the beginning, like how the song starts. There's a block, guitar, and horns. It's all kind of fun. It's all fun sounding. Yes. I think it's the block that probably sounds the most weird alley because it's not drums. It's like a, it's a, it's, I don't know if it's a block, but it's some block type instrument that is a little bit more, I'm not going to say childish, but yeah, I, I don't know the ter- weird. Let's go with weird, weird block thing. We're going to go with weird. Yeah. It's, it sounds like something he could, he could use. So, and even, I mean, the chorus sounds like something that could be out of his song, not lyrically, but style wise. The chorus here is amazing. It is so catchy, in my opinion. And the piano behind it is also so. Oh, it is so good. This is what I've been whistling and singing around the house. <laughs> I'm just a psycho, babe. <laughs> what are they? What is she singing over there? She's a psycho? Um, I guess. It's like, yeah, I mean, she is. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's very catchy. And I don't actually remember what the lick after right after the chorus sounds like i don't remember if it's uh piano or what yeah that also gets stuck in your head so <laughs> this whole album at at random times gets stuck i had something stuck in my head while i was walking today and different parts of it like the chorus and that lick will probably get stuck in your head separately <laughs> At different times. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I have a melody lick stuck in my head. Sometimes I have an instrumental lick. I, but there's a, everything on this, which also I think goes to the Broadway side. He's got a knack for writing super catchy things. Because mm-hmm. um, Broadway music gets stu- stuck in my head due to melody licks. And this has... Yeah, this whole thing, this whole album is catchy. Every song on it, I swear, is catchy in its own way. I absolutely adore it. It's the only album that every single song at some point has been stuck in my head. Yeah. Usually the same song gets stuck in your head. Oh, yeah. Like you listen to an album, but it's the same like one, maybe two that kind of come through depending on like how you're listening to it. This one, it, it is a Russian roulette of, okay, which <laughs> which line am I going to be singing after I listen to this album? <laughs> I don't think I've ever listened to like any of these songs in a playlist. I've only listened to this album straight through. So I actually do get, I don't know which songs are which half the time because I just <laughs> hear the whole thing. The whole thing is, it's just like, it's the normal album. It's somewhere on there. I'll find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I he spits so many lyrics at you. That's a whole bullet point. <laughs> like, so the lyrics to me kind of got at like reality and the quote normal are boring and I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a couple of times he mentioned it's like, if you gave me the choice to be normal in the traditional sense of the word, I would not take it. <laughs> Yeah. Selling this idea of, well, what should be normal is this other, this other way because this other way is much better. There's a, a line that's, uh, if sick is defined by what's different, well, then pull the plug and let me, pull the plug out and let me die. I, I want what that different is. <laughs> and the way you just said it is so different. Than, I can't even sing the way he sings that line. I don't even know how he sings it at this point. It's the, it's, it's very fast. It's, it's at the end of the verse, so it's that it's uh it's different speed. It's much faster. Oh, it's the, oh. The sick of was different. There, well, then, well, then pull 
Pull the, yeah, I can't even oh. do it. See, it's so fast. There's a lot of lyrics that you won't pick up unless you read them while he's singing them because he's just singing entirely too fast. Yeah, it's like something, something like that's the speed at which he's enunciating. And yeah, I can only hear with no, yeah, exactly. I can only scat that and poorly. I could not get 20 words in that. God, no. No. Count me out. Vice versa, vice versa, vice versa. When I'm singing stuff, like, without looking at the lyrics, I just sing gibberish half of that because I don't know half the words of this album. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there's so many words. Even knowing half the words of this album would be an accomplishment. I only know it, like, when it's, like, slow. Like, my normal, normal pop speed. <laughs> like, the chorus. Yeah, the chorus I can do. The piano is so good throughout the song. There's also a piano solo in the song, and there's a piano solo in a few songs, um, but life needs more piano solos. I'm looking forward to every song in this album, so let's be real. So the third song of this album is titled La Place's Angel. Hurt people? Hurt people! Yeah. <laughs> this has a this has a vampire vibes. Oh, I got different vibe. Similar. Everything on the overture has a place in here. Yes. This aligns with the culture vampire portion. The first thought I had when I listened to this was Scar from The Lion King singing to his hyenas. Have you ever died in a nightmare? Woke up surprised you hadn't earned your fame. The moment you said that, now now I'm immediately like, yeah, yeah. yeah uh-huh. Good. Yeah, yeah. When Scar sings to his hyenas, that's this. <laughs> it's also um, it's also a tango. So, like. I was trying to figure out, like, every, a few of the songs do have a specific um, vibe to them. And yes, this is, a spi- this is a spicy tango sung by okay. Scar. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Scar needed another number other than be prepared. He needed a tango. Oh, he did. We found it, though. It's, it's this. Okay. So. It's <laughs> Disney, call this man up. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh, please. <laughs> you get, you'd get some real good music. <laughs> There's so many things. I could just pick out basically any lyric block of just like the way the melody. He, he'll use a special melody just for a lyric but i love the have you ever felt like atlas throwing you out back out on the axis and collapsed and threw the planet away it's so good <laughs> and then it's got the little piano descent right be- below after it so good oh it's so good i what's funny is, is um just you saying that lyric i finally like got it because there's so many mm-hmm. lyrics that i hear it's like i heard him sing it but i didn't register it i'm like oh no i get it now yeah basically he's saying have you ever felt the weight of the world on your shoulders and been crushed by it it's so good but he said it in a completely different way <laughs> Yeah, it's just there's a lot. There's a lot of clever stuff in here if you like go through and read them. Like I, that, I miss when I'm listening. But mm-hmm. oh yeah, you like you have to more than once listen to this album with the lyrics right in front of your face multiple times. Yeah, make a hobby of it. <laughs> For me, I, I mentioned at the two minute mark. Um, I don't. I could not pick out what instrument that was. I didn't know if it was some kind of woodwind or some kind of muted brass. But I really liked whatever it was playing. It was, once again, a very distinct instrumental lick. And I don't remember what it sounds like now. 
There's always he's got one in every song. He's got something super catchy in every song. I I get this quote stuck in my head half the time. Is this the Am I bad? Am I bad? Could you take a look at me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And oh my gosh, and the background <laughs> Yes. The background lyrics change. Yeah, and <laughs> it's the downfall <laughs> particles. Oh my gosh. And by the end they're just so much so oh, different. Yeah. <laughs> Every song gets more and more chaotic. <laughs> this is not forced narrative, but the way I kind of felt about this was that like the world doesn't split into good and bad. We're all like I kind of I said like we're all the same and we want to pretend we aren't. Essentially, it's like you want to bucket people, but it's not like that. We all wear the same shoes. Yeah, if you were in my shoes, you'd see I wear the same size as you. And I, that is not to say that there are like people go through different experiences and have different cultures and all that. And they are, yes, people can be very different, but it's not as bucketed as a lot of people think it is, essentially. Right. I also love that this song and another one has a really nice verse, chorus, verse, chorus, middle eight chorus structure. I love the, I love the middle eight of this. <laughs> it's like stripped down. It's like, it, I get the like haunted house. Um, like haunted mansion type feel because it's all which part are we talking the, the middle eight for this that means yeah i'm not familiar with musical terms enough to so middle eight would be you have a verse chorus verse chorus and then you have it i mean it's a middle eight or a bridge it's the thing the beatles always did right gotcha like, yeah he was he was not it's not the verse it's something different 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 uh music different lyric style and then it goes back to the chorus so it's it's that weird um sometimes it's grandiose this one's not grandiose this is just <laughs> a bunch of wool drill fast <laughs> so if you wash your hands you're everywhere you've been oh that yes 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 like you're on the haunted house ride and all those yeah. the singing heads are like swooshing around you yeah. it's that <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh it, it just you're on you're on a trip for this whole album but it, it's again it's just so it's so good and out of nowhere and just different and but fits inside the mood of the song. Oh, for sure. Everything fits. Everything works. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to have a single complaint about this album, so the spoiler. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to have a lot to say on this next song, so should we get to it? Yeah, I think we should get to it. <laughs> okay. The fourth song, I, Me, Myself. It's got a doo-wop feel again. We go back to a little bit doo-wop. You go back to the doo-wop, but it's like a little different doo-wop, and... I don't know if it was like a synth. I, I, it was like a fun, jumpy synth that's in the background. And it kind of, I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Wreck-It Ralph, but like the, the game he gets stuck in, which I forgot is, but it's just some like candy racing game. It like had that kind of video game music-y kind of going on. And then I also thought of like kind of K-pop. And it's not, it's not to say that that's what this is. But like that's kind of what musically the instruments reminded me of. It's it is hard. It's hard to talk about some of the instruments in this album. It's just like again because there's so much. Oh, I can't rec. Yeah, I can't recognize. It's very bubbly. Yeah, there's so much going on. Like there was no spicy code of the week in this in this episode. No, <laughs> there's nothing whole, for me to like. The whole album is spicy. If you're trying to like figure out codes, you're you're, you're on your own, this kid. Is, this isn't your place. <laughs> The chorus here might be the catchiest thing in the entire world, in my personal the, opinion. I, I, my, my notice, <laughs> well, I actually, I have this, well, the bridge melody is fire, but the chorus is also, the whole thing, this whole song gets stuck in your head. 
Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah, the bridge is the, for some reason I find myself lost in what you think. Uh, that's real good to me, too. I get that on my head. That one I have not gotten stuck in my head because the chorus is just <laughs> so catchy. The And it's got the piano behind it again, which is just like all over. It's just playing something. Uh-huh. I wish I could be a girl and that way you'd wish I could be your girlfriend, boyfriend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that. Am I pretty? Yeah, it sounds opera. I said it sounds uh, operatic when he's doing like, am I pretty enough? Yeah. Am I pretty enough to lie to? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yep. That's uh, uh, so good. And I love the way in the uh, when he does it the, towards the end, like when the song's ramping up. I love the way the um, the drum hits with the vocals. It sounds it sounds very like if you were playing this live and you had a bunch of people because he does the drum with the vocals on girlfriend, boyfriend, and also on I, me, myself. Like you just pause the music and just do. It's like it's very um emphasized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be a good one. But it, like yeah, could be could be a very good stadium sound. Mm-hmm. Everyone chanting it. So like this song. I just want to bring, like, bring it up. So when I first heard it, I was not, I did not have lyrics in front of me. And I, you know, was just hearing bits of it. And of course, the chorus is what was really sticking out to me. And the chorus ends with, you know, I wish I were a girl. And so on the surface, I was like, huh, does, it's like, my first thought was trans. Like, is, is he trans? Is he actually, is that what he's getting at? But I and I knew nothing about him, but on the surface that that lyric could be taken like that. And so when I was looking up the lyrics, I'm on uh, Genius Lyrics, and there's actually a note by him because he's he and his friends have he have started being harassed. So he he normally like he says he normally wouldn't do this, but he says some fans have started to harass me and my friends believing that this song is an expression of some kind of transphobia, transphobia. I normally try to ignore fan harassment, but I find the idea of this particularly disgusting. And he goes on and then he goes right on to say that this song, as I've said, is about my experience with gender identity. It's none of your business, but I once identified as genderqueer until I realized my attraction to traditionally feminine things did not interfere with my identity as a man. And then he he has a whole thing talking about his own experience and like what identity means to him and what he and everything to do with that and his own opinions. He's very supportive of the trans community, any LGBTQ plus community. And so he wanted to speak out like this song is about his experience and his identity. In case anyone, you know, listens to the song and gets gets that feeling too. I just wanted to clarify quickly that is not what he's getting at. But it's that's part of his thing is he personally he what he specifically hates or dislikes is how limited the gender buckets can be traditionally and, you know, what's expected of a gender. I think for him it's like he would rather see those you know, identity walls broken down and much more whatever they, yeah, whatever they want to be, essentially. Inside of the title of I, me, myself, it's like, no one should be female or male. You should just be I or me. It's like, you're just a, you're a person, right? You're just your person. Yeah. 
and you yeah. can do whatever or post it. And that, I mean, ties in so perfectly to the idea of normalis, the normal album of saying there was this old, old way of like man, woman is the normal. And it's like, you're not, you're a normal man if you do these man things. And you're not a normal man if you do these other things that normal mm-hmm. girls do, right? Yes. And yeah. it's like the new normal should just be, are you a man? You can do whatever you want. Are you a woman? You can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like you are whoever you are. Um, the last line of the song is, all identities are equally invalid. Don't you think there's a chance that you could live without it? Like, what What even is gender identity? Right. It's Essentially. Like, you, sh- you shouldn't have to go out of your way to, like, try to find the identity that works right for you. Just, like, there's none. There you be are any. you. Yeah. You, you are. <laughs> I, me, myself, like... And you should be accepted as, as equal you. to every single other I, me, myself. But it's like right now we're in this like phase. We're, where in, the, everyone... we're in this phase of breaking it down. But because it's like basically you need to expand the definition. I'm not trying to, um, what's the word, like discount people who are strongly attached to their identity right and what they've decided or discovered their identity is or know their identity is but i relate a lot to him because i've i've had that struggle be like wait what does this even mean like yeah i i have always always said i am me i am casey yeah like that that's it because i can't i can't figure it out like it doesn't make any sense to me well because there should never be there shouldn't be buckets for like i mean that's a big problem with any i mean anything politics anything like to be in this crowd to be in this bucket you have to do this list of things or else you'll if you don't do these two things you're actually in this bucket and it's like no like everyone is allowed to be different you don't have to like if to join this party to join this to join any group you have to follow these 15 rules and if you don't follow these 15 rules you cannot be part of this like you can't sit with us (laughs) wouldn't it just be nice or if Everyone could just walk around being like, yeah, me, I'm a yeah. person. Like, and, who, and who cares what all I do? I think that is a normal that a lot of people want to achieve, but it's like, you can't just get there. It does. You can't just be like, you can't just decide that's the thing that, like you're fighting against a lot. So like basically having all of these little buckets is a way of validating the existence of those groups yeah oh, it's it's much better than the old like oh yeah two, two bucket group it's like no it's like yes we need we need to recognize these exist the, the existence of this normal but <laughs> if we could just have no buckets and total freedom that would be even that would better. be great but we have to get to the point where people are like yeah you're a person people here <laughs> there, there there are people that still deny the, <laughs> the validity of other people so just wild still got a ways yeah so like the, the lyrics other than this being catchy the lyrics and the message of the song is just just great yeah it's very good this this is possibly one of my favorite songs in the album. Oh, easily. Um, I know it is one of my favorites. Yeah, I don't know what my favorite is, but this is up there. This one, I love this song. Oh, my favorite. They're all. I don't have a favorite child. Yeah, I also I I wanted to note, especially because of what the song is about. The title I slash me slash myself. It's actually written a lot like you know people when they present their pro their pronouns. But I me myself would be. Wouldn't that be great? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's like, me. I that that is my gender is me me i am i am that 
also i i i missed talking about one musical bit the solo is very billy joel to me it's got the piano sax back and forth yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, and i as big billy joel fans uh that, that's a good <laughs> solo right there uh you have anything else on this one other than that is great it is uh, it is wonderful it is amazing and yeah i'm ready to move on to the next song sure the fifth song is called well better than the alternative uh this melody gets caught in my head real bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean they all do i I literally wrote the metal melody chorus is also very catchy (laughs) because it's it's simple in a way it's just it it, you know it's one note and then a little little bit so it's it's a simple play along with me baby would that be all right with you and when you find out what's wrong with me could you tell me how i'm right for you (laughs) yeah it's the same melody that starts the song on the piano Mm -hmm. oh yeah i think that yeah that's one of my notes the piano comes in gently right with that melody and then like Mm -hmm. there's the rest of the song this th- my first thought was like, yeah, Michael's gonna play this and put this in between a song. <laughs> I already know how to. <laughs> or in between a tracks. <laughs> yeah, this one I didn't even have to look up. Like you can fig- you can listen to it through a little bit of piano toiling. You can figure this one out. So there's a really good lyric on the song, which, are, like, which I've been picking out uh, of the song. But it goes, um, "But my daughter's growing up. She's gonna be a lot like me, but I don't want to be at all like me." And I feel like that goes so well into this normal album of like the normal thing to do is like, oh, you're going to have kids. But also if you know that you <laughs> like, you don't want to be at all like you, then maybe the normal should be like, you d- you don't need to bring someone else in. Who's also then going to be a lot like you who doesn't want to be like you. <laughs> very. Yeah. That's very fair. If you don't want kids, you don't want kids and that's complete fine. Like, but I think like saying like accepting that maybe you don't want to be like you is also a good thing to recognize to be like well my the kids would be like me and i don't want to be like me yeah they'd be trapped in the same problem i already have there are plenty of people out there that don't necessarily recognize that and then have children to validate their existence (laughs) so (laughs) that's not a good cycle no it's not 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 the best not good I like the, uh, I'm, well, I'm, everything in this song is I like, I, I love. It's like, no, I, I just love everything about this album. So here we go. Um, <laughs> I like the way the guitar joins in the second verse along with like back when times were simple. Back mm-hmm. when times were simple. And it's just like, and then the guitar is just playing the, the melody along with it. But it's a fun guitar. And so it's. I considered this song the uh, minimalist of the album. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. There's a lot less going on compared to everything else. Um, I I guess comparatively. um, Yeah, compared to the rest of the album, there's not, it's like, yeah, there's not much going on, but there's still still a lot happening. Oh, there's another good lyric in here. There's so many good lyrics. The lyric, and we're looking looking through the pockets of the hand-me-downs we laid out, wondering if we're fit into the yesterdays we played out. So good. That is really good. He has the audacity to call himself not a poet how dare he? I, re- I read that somewhere oh this is <laughs> it's in it's in a lyric it's in a lyric he hates poetry what i forget yeah. which song that's in but i don't even remember at this point it's somewhere uh that lyric so good just inside of again inside of this idea of normalcy just like why is it normal that everyone's just like 
well, this is the way we did things. We can't change now. It's like, why is that considered quote unquote normal? <laughs> like, oh, we can't find, we can't figure out a good way to go about this because everything we've got doesn't work. It's like, maybe try something new. <laughs> maybe, maybe that will be better. The bridge is very minimalistic, as you mentioned. Um, it's very soft. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, this song just it builds right back up. It snaps right back out of it, and then you get like a double keychain situation. Because mm-hmm. why not? There's like more, almost more screaming. Like it keeps getting, it gets louder and louder. <laughs> I know exactly how I should finish it. <laughs> well, and also it's a different chorus. It's like instead of just, baby, could you play along with me? It's he, what's so wrong about what's wrong with me? I'm just trying to do what's right by you. Yeah. It just it, yeah it does switch. The, you have a key change, you have a little melody switch, and but it still fits in really nicely. And the and the piano still kind of playing that same melody from the start. Songs songs very good. I again album's really good. So, uh, but should we uh, continue on this Let's on this trek? Continue on this trek of because the thing with this album is every song's good. So it's not like by song seven, eight, and nine, which like it's a song. Song eight's a song. Song nine's no. a song. Oh my god, the tempo's the same. <laughs> I mean the tempo I didn't actually do a tempo check but I wasn't bored enough to do one so <laughs> I, I would assume the, te- the tempo changes a little bit yeah oh through in each song I'm sure culture culture so the sixth song on this album is called or entitled outliers and hypocrites a fun fact about apples it's a very fun fact about apples <laughs> it's a fun fact about apples as I mentioned before one of the, I think it was the third song, is the tango. This one's a salsa. I called it Spanish. The word I was looking for was salsa. That's my dance knowledge for you. Spanish influence is strong. So the, the, the Latin salsa influence is strong. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a salsa. Before, I, <laughs> before we get to the salsa, though, that's the fun fact about apples. Oh, yeah. What's the fun fact about apples? The intro lyrics. But the only, thing I, the only note I had for it was um, I love the way he's, I can't even do it, but the way he sings spoil, spoil the eyes. But a few bad ones won't spoil the eyes. If they the fall. emphasis he puts on spoil is, sounds oh, so good. Okay. Oh, yeah. This whole thing about, oh, yeah, I for, totally forgot about this. Because the intro's, isn't the intro quite different? It's just like him speaking over a guitar. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because then it goes, dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it changes. Yeah, but but the way he does, but a, but a few bad ones won't spoil the eyes. I like the way he says that. But then, yeah, then we get a salsa. Yeah, then it turns right into a salsa. You people make me sick. The the way the voice the voice melodies can get stuck in your head is incredible on every song. Mm-hmm. All that, but yeah, the the salsa feel. The, there's multiple guitars that are all in that. The phrasings, the horns, everything's so good about this. Oh, do you want to talk about some salsa stuff here? No, not really. I mean, lyrically, nothing other than the fact that I was mentally dancing the salsa the whole time. This is another song that deals with the, this new normalcy. Who'd want to be uh, human, anyways? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the chorus of I doubt that you would even if you could change. You think it makes you special, but it makes you shit. The things that make you special are the things that make you strange. Make you strange, yeah. Who'd want to be human anyway? I, I, I don't have a lot of notes on this song other than the fact that it's um, a salsa and it, remind, it reminds me of 
the third song, Vibe Wise. Yeah, it's another. It's a dance. It's yeah. There's a couple songs that I don't, I don't have a lot to say about them. They're just very. They're very well done. Yeah, they just sound real good. They've got a lot of. It's like I I could analyze it, but it's like also you could just listen to it and it's like you could just listen to it and enjoy it because it's wonderful. <laughs> it's like a really well done salsa. I don't have much to say on it, but it's like, and and, and hence also hence why we have the th- the overarching themes of like that stuff applies here, which means we don't need to mention why the song does the things it's done because we've had the last five songs to talk about some of the themes that still apply here just as well. And if this song was the second song, we would talk more about it. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's a salsa. Spicy. Mm -hmm. It's very good. Very, very good. The seventh song is uh, entitled Black Box Warrior, OK Ultra. This is the quick piano song. Oh, there's a a lot of piano in this. It's piano and like a jazz bass kind of part that's going back and forth. Do, 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 do. Bass is really good behind behind this piano. But yeah, the the piano is super quick. (laughs) I could be wrong. I could be very wrong. Does this give you like... A Russian influenced sound. Uh, yeah, you could you could call it that. Like if I had a cartoon character that like squatted down low and started doing whatever that dance was to it in my head, that wouldn't be. <laughs> I'm forgetting what it's called. <laughs> oh boy, you're gonna offend the Russians. <laughs> Sorry. I think that's the, I think that it's probably in inside the base that I'm getting that from. Yeah, something. As also. Just a. <laughs> We're talking about lyrics thrown at you. You want to talk of- about assault of lyrics? That is, oh my gosh. Looking at, if I'm looking at this, it's look, it looks like a book page. Well, actually, there's a spoken interlude, so never mind. Yeah, no, I'll even try. it is, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, even the verses. Like, I, I can't even sing half. I didn't even know half these lyrics existed. The only part of the song I knew was the full what? Full what? Full what? For what? what? It's worth <laughs> The rest of this is like... The rest of... I can't sing this. Hello. Welcome. Why don't you take a seat? Get comfortable. Relax. <laughs> the laughing of, uh, in the second chorus is very good. I don't remember the laughing in the second chorus. The way he's... It's in the phrasing of there's no, the, there's no more looking back. It's looking up or looking down. He's like laughing behind saying, uh, singing that. But it's when it, there's no more looking back. It's looking up or looking down. It's very villainous, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, again... Broadway-esque. <laughs> Very broad, this whole, yeah. I mean, if you like Broadway music, then you'd probably like this. <laughs> probably. Holding up, as it were, a mirror up to your mirror. I guess it's just something people do. That, that whole section is actually, it's like, you wouldn't expect like a spoken word, but the way I, you know, it almost sounds like out of a movie or like, a, actually a cartoon is, you, what you said with a cartoon earlier, the spoken word section sounds like a, with the piano and like the wheeled, like not wheeled, but the uh, guitar ticks, you know, like the old um, Ruth Goldberg machine cartoon sections, that music could be applied in here of just like, it feel, feels like a machine process with the, the piano kind of how it stops and starts and plays and the guitar and all that. Also, the drums are in this and at the end, are, they go crazy. <laughs> I don't remember the drums. I'm trying to, I thought... I wrote something about the bridge, but nothing in the lyrics is labeled bridge. And so now I'm um, <clears throat> confused. <laughs> I am I am Confucian. Oh, what, what would the, I mean, either the spoken interlude is the bridge or. No. I, so my note um, is that the bridge is very angry and accusatory. And you get that in the piano, too. It's like because the piano gets louder and it's like. 
angry yo and <laughs> do and it, by the end you're just like slamming the piano uh song so good oh so good uh, some lick i think it might have been from the sixth song just came into my head but I, dun 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 oh that's the tango dun, dun. that's the tango yeah i was like so i thought that's why i thought six and then i was like no it's that am i bad am i bad am i really so so bad okay so yeah that just randomly came into my head with no other like no prompting so <laughs> That ends with the the piano slap, and then it goes into my the doo-wop. I can just play this album in my head half the time. <laughs> yeah, which is great. Like this, this is this is one of those albums I would like that to happen. Uh, should we move on to the eighth song? Yeah, let's move on. We're, people are gonna shut us off out of boredom. Like oh, they no, like it too much. No, they're gonna shut us off because <laughs> they just want to listen to this album. Ah, yes, that's what it is. They don't want to listen to us. I'll, for, I'll forgive you if that's if that's what it's for. Uh, the eighth song is called Masha. Thank you for the dialectics, but I need you to leave. <laughs> this this song half the time is my favorite song on the album. Interesting, because I think does the verse, bridge, and chorus melodies are all fantastic, all different, all great, all get stuck in my head. Each one's individually and separately, which is so cool on a song when. Because usually it's the chorus that gets stuck in your head. Sometimes it's the bridge that gets stuck in your head. Rarely is it the voice gets that gets stuck in your head. And never are they all three from the same song. Like, I think like, this whole song is, like, solid front to back. And it's another, like, Billy Joel-esque um, song to me. So having that kind of energy and hyperactiveness with these melodies is so good. Just, like, because you have the... The piano is now doing that bass, that bass sound from the salsa of just kind of going, the two notes going back and forth behind the, they could prescribe you any illness you'd like. It's like that. This, this song, um, it reminded me of Ben Folds, but if Ben Folds was on like a stimulant. <laughs> yeah. Ben Folds, I mean, I said Billy Joel, Ben Folds would probably be the, another good. But still just like so much more in your face. Because <laughs> the, the piano playing on this is fantastic between the voice of that. And then the bridge is that, and a little identity never hurt nobody, but lately you've been focusing too much on yourself. And, and there's just like so many good lyrics on here. I love the, uh, the, the lyrics of, because back in my day, we didn't need no feel good pills or no psychiatrist. Oh, yeah. That's, I, we just yeah, drank exactly. ourselves to death. We just drank ourselves to death and God, <laughs> we liked it. <laughs> I mentioned it before. I mean, this is the, the song that has to do with mental illness and like <laughs> what it like what it actually means it's like you know this is a, a group of people that or basically when you're talking about normal anyone suffering from mental illness has always been traditionally cast out as abnormal when in reality mental illness is exceptionally normal and more people there are plenty of people that have it and don't accept that fact because there's a stigma that's been around it for forever so that's why they drank themselves to death and they liked it so it's kind of what, kind of what they're getting at there. And the bridge, oh my god, the bridge. We depressed to impress, I guess, in layer after layer to get off our chests. It's cold out now. Ah, oh, so good. Like, ev every line is so good. How did he write this? I don't know. I don't know. Is this, I don't know. <laughs> and then at the end, like the... The ending, oh, I love the ending. I love the ending so much. So... You've got notes. The no, I, I don't. I have the lyrics in front of me. It, he, he's like, but something tells me that you like and something tells me you prefer to be sitting there flip, flipping through 
those old issues of people. Well, that's our time. See you next week. Bing. It's like a therapy session just cut off. And it's like, there's so much more we need to discuss and address. But like, nope, you're out of time. Moving on. This whole song, this whole song is good. This, there's the energy, the drumming, the piano, the, the, the it's just so, this one get this one gets stuck in my head by the most, like I said, the most out of any song in this album. This one hasn't gotten stuck in my head uh, yet, but I also have only been listening to this album for a couple of days. So there's plenty of time. You'll get there. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, oh, the other note, this, I, I mentioned it right at the beginning of like, basically what came together in my, you know, if you had to pick some things that sounded like this album. It was at the four and a half minute mark of this song when I realized he reminds me of Bo Burnham. Mm. And like, cause Bo Burnham is a comedian who wrote satirical type music. Like he poked fun at a lot of, a lot of things really. And like for what they were. So it's like in this whole album that it's just attacking the idea of normal, like, there's some similarities there and you know piano with well-written lyrics like bo burnham had some very clever lyrics in his music his lyrics were top-notch his only downfall was his his voice and piano was never no no, yeah exactly up to this level yeah so this this guy's got the voice the piano and the lyrics together but that yeah if you remember some of you know new math i think new math was got what is what got bo burnham famous i think his lyrics were more club more clever and his comedic nothing in here is meant to be i think funny there's like a couple things but but this isn't like a hilarious album this is a it's a more real album but Mm -hmm. but yeah i I, I definitely see the similarities because uh, inside of some of the topics and just the the way it's presented yeah there's a couple songs that like um i found myself singing art is dead by bo burnham because things it reminded me and this album reminded me enough of like that tune that i end up ended up singing it that was always my favorite song by him because it yes was a lot more real and less comedic and that's something that a comedian can do is be real for a second and just have the like searing funniness but also like oh this is very real this is because the funny man is saying this but in a real way it's all of a sudden very <laughs> yeah it's all of a sudden very real <laughs> mm-hmm Sure. Do you have anything else on the song? No, it's just great. <laughs> yeah, it's just awesome. So your time will come what's stuck in your head. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it all will. The ninth song on this album is Love Me Normally, which is, you know, a section or the end of the first song of this album. The first song is Love Me, Comma, Normally. This one's Love, Comma, Me, Normally. They are a little different. Oh, thank you for pointing that out. I did not notice that. Um, the vibe of this one is uh, sidestep and snap. It's got an, an older feel to it musically. This, this song's probably got the most, like, if you were going to release a single from the album, I think, and I think he did, it would be, you toss this one out. Oh, when I uh, introduced this album to Paul, Paul also loved this album. Shout out to friend of the pod, Paul. I sent him this song first. I was like, here's this song. If you <laughs> like this song, you might like this album. I feel like this is, this is, the, this is the intro song. Oh, yeah, this uh, uh, wood painting of the week. The way he does, um, in, in the current tense presently, the sentence ending in question mark, so dot, dot, dot. And when he sings dot, 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 he has the bell behind it doing a dot, dot, dot sound. Oh, totally missed that. <laughs> is it contagious or escape? 
I was too distracted by his literal mention of COVID without mentioning COVID. <laughs> like, that, that's exactly... <laughs> it may be just a cold. <laughs> this song came out in... Uh, it's, it says over here, the studio recording of the single was created in 2018. So um, this was before... Wait, really? <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm sorry. The lyrics are, is it co- courageous or escapist to leave the quarantine when you're contagious? It may be just a cold. This isn't the first quarantine in the history of people. No, I know that, but like... It's very, it's very real now. It's so on the nose. <laughs> it is, but it was not written... This album came out in July... Oh, when did it come out? May, May 2019, 2020. So you'd have to... Uh, he'd have to have written that, recorded that, and released that pretty fast. I don't know. He seems pretty amazing, so I wasn't going to put it past him. <laughs> But I'm also very unfamiliar with the process of, you know, music and all that. So. Like, you have to record it, but then you also have to, like, mix it. and. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Songs are usually recorded well ahead of time. Paul McCartney had a quarantine album. Yeah. But it came out in December, not, not May. Truth. Well, I, I just knew this came out in 2020. To my, to, in, my, in my defense. <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. This is another one of those, like, the, the normal message is strong here, and I really like the way it's presented of just, like, look, I, can you just treat, you know, can you treat me normally? Can you love me normally? Yeah, because a normal human being wouldn't need to pretend to be normal. And I, just, I just think that's good. It's like, because it, I'm sure he gets, you know, it's like people treat him differently because he's not in this quote-unquote normal sphere, and it's just like. Yeah, he falls outside of it, and it frustrates him. Because he just wants someone to treat him normally. Yeah. I, I really like the, uh, the lyric of, I drink myself to death to be the afterlife of the party. When the after party came, I was rolling. rolling the way he says, grave. I was rolling in my own grave. And that's the snapping, like. Yeah. <laughs> that and the, the spoken bridge is also like, you're just in a club I snapping. Really like the, I really like the spoken bridge here, too. Yeah. This is the part of the song where I talk to my audience. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I also, I wanted to know a line in this. In the beautiful pupils and the beautiful eyes of the beautiful boy, girl, neither, both are in between. And I, I just liked a lot that he said neither. Because there are a lot of people that um, when someone doesn't identify as um, a boy or girl, a man or a woman, and they might just identify as non-binary, some, a lot of people think that, okay, then they're somewhere in between of boy or girl. And that's not the case. It's like, it's not just a spectrum with boy on one end and girl on the other and you just fall into it. It can be, like you can obviously identify like that, but I just wanted to point out that he said neither and I appreciated it. The correct gender is me. The correct gender is me. <laughs> and then it, it, like the energy behind it too, the piano, everything's building up as it's getting louder and louder. Like it's just, it gets more chaotic as it goes through the the spoken like you're vamping up and like ramping up the uh the audience and then you have like uh, a rick astley like drum fill into bridge too <laughs> 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 i was nothing before the 10th and final song on this album is memento mori the most important thing in the world which also translates to remember you will die in Latin. Yes. So I don't know if you're familiar with Udis Honest. I am not. 
Okay. So Unisonis is a channel on YouTube that no longer exists. It was created by Markiplier and Crank Gameplays or Mark and Ethan. They both have their own, you know, channels and they're both YouTubers. And they had this idea of creating a channel that would only exist for one year. So Unisonis, um, which I believe is Latin for one year. And their whole their slogan, you know, was memento mori, remember you will die, remember everything comes to an end. And so they, their whole thing was they had all these videos together and at the end of it, all you'll have is like, you'll have the memories of it, but it's no longer there. Um, so I just wanted to do a little shout out to, to them because they are great creators and I, I wasn't part of that um, community for, to, for long and I never really considered myself part of the community, but I did enjoy their, their videos. Uh, and I thought it was cool because they did, you know, they erased the channel on the day they said they would, even though they're wildly popular. And thankfully, they each uh, have their own other channels to be wildly popular on. So <laughs> Markiplier is huge. Great. Great gameplays. Ethan has a much smaller channel, but I know that he gained a lot of support from, you know, post this. Yeah, it's a song about death and it's super fun. <laughs> It's a great, it's a great ending song to this album. Oh yeah, it's like, hey, just remember, no matter what you do, you're gonna die. <laughs> Presented in the correct way to phrase it is like, so if you only have one chance, you ought to try your best to live as you like. I also love the lyric. My one of my favorite lyrics on this album is the uh, in the fabric of time and in the vastness of space, a billion amounts to nothing in infinity's face. Which the math node that I am is, yep. <laughs> Just like, yeah. A billion does amount to nothing in Infinity's face. You're correct. A billion is nothing. It is nothing. From like the music standpoint, I kind of got like a Toy Story vibe, but I also got like um like something that could have been out of the, the the end like an end of Toy Story, like a rolling the credit scene. And I also just totally pictured him in a top hat and tails with a cane doing like a like a jig on stage, like very Bugs Bunny esque <laughs> type thing. You bring this out and the way that sounds is like, oh, this is a fun and joyous song. And then like, it's just contrasted with <laughs> these lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just remember. Because it's like the piano rolling behind one day you'll sleep and you'll never wake again. It's like the piano is so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. And like the lyric is so dark. <laughs> dark, but it's also like, it's a remembrance of like, here's why you should just go out and be yourself, be normal, right? Like, no matter what, no matter who you are, your life will end for you. Right. And I think that also ties into the whole, his whole, like, I, me, myself, the normal, like the, we're all human. We all are going to have the shared experience and we all end the same way. So we can go through this all the same way too, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not like anyone special. It's like, if you act this way, if you, if you're like the perfect perfect man the perfect woman the po you do everything the way that you're being told it's like you still die just like everyone else dies yes to go do your own thing <laughs> and there's like a oh, i forgot there's also like a is it a like a there's a horn or like a bassoon in here it's something i as i said at the beginning i could not pick out the ins there are two Many. <laughs> Too many instruments. Too much, but Too in a much. wonderful way. Stop. So, 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 that's the end of this album. And then you start it again. And then you start it right over. 
I've yet to start it right over because it, it's really good. It's really good, but like it's also a lot. It's a lot. Well, as you listen to it more and more, you know, obviously it is less of a lot. So yes, you have the yes, capac- you're more familiar with it. <laughs> you have the capacity to start it over. Yeah, because I mean, all the things are so catchy and get stuck in your head that you know you are familiar with all these little licks, and you're like, oh yeah, this again. Yeah. The stuff I'm able to do by just looking at the lyrics and mem- like I have so much of the music and phrasing memorized at this point like like the familiarity i have with this album compared to most other albums that have been released in the last year is it's spooky for me and it i don't get to do it much when doing album reviews for the show because most of the time it's we're gonna have stuff that's relatively new or you've heard like three or four times and you're trying to form an opinion so you look at the lyrics and you like have to listen to the songs like i don't even know how that goes it's like i know how this album goes yeah <laughs> Like, I know this. I got this. So how are we rating this? I have my answer already. My rating is super easy and I know it. So it's not, it's not like having to, for me, I don't have any debate on this one. I don't know how you're rating it. I don't know how I'm rating it either. I mean, I only listened to it for the first time a couple days ago. So it's not like, it's not like I've been listening to this for a long time. So it's like, do I get to hand out this rating? Yeah, I mean, th- yeah. I, I, see, I, see, I see you over here on the ratings. There's a there's the little picture. If you've never used Notion, there's a little picture of you, the other people of where they are, kind of like in Google Docs. And oh, it's always this time where I find Casey's picture of someone on our rating scale doc. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. She's always just hanging out over here around this time. Around this time. Like, where's, where's her bubble? Like, trying to figure out. But th- so here, so... Mm, Okay, I don't... <laughs> Culture! So, uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess I've, I've never rated an album a seven, so I just like, don't understand um, like how... I, it's at least a six. It's at least a six. I, Very least it's a six. So my, <laughs> my view is, is the correct time <laughs> to award the seven. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. I, I'm like sitting here. I'm like this. There's. I already said that I didn't. There is not a complaint. I did not have a single complaint about this album. Not one. None of it. I loved everything about it. Yeah. Like there is not a complaint. <laughs> and I, I there's not a complaint. And I also don't think there's from. I mean, I also I say this with very limited knowledge and library of music that i've listened to but i don't know if there's an album that like basically could rival this for what it is or has like is there isn't another album in out there that i know of or but i wouldn't know of it that is like in this sphere yeah and that's exactly what when i say when i say the difference between six and seven is Six is there are no complaints. It is basically perfect, right? And seven is something special. And it's something where I feel like I don't want to judge other music against it because it's unfair. It's like, how would I? It's like, so this is, this is that sphere of just like, either it came in a special time for you. Oh, it just like, when I put this on for the first time, it was special. It's just like. Yeah, immediately, immediately. This is amazing. I've never heard this before. And I like. Like the what you were saying, I feel the same way of just like, I don't know what I could pull off of my the shelf and be like, this 
sounds kind of like this. So this is a better version of this. It's like, this is somehow its own thing. And, you know, it's like, that makes it special in a, in its, I mean, in the way the special music is, is like that. I don't want to say like all music should be like this. I don't want to say that. Yeah. I, I don't even know. I don't have much to say. Like, it's just like, I don't have much. No, it, it's this it, just because it's a seven doesn't mean like, oh, this is what, you know, albums should aspire to be. It's like, no, right, no exactly. this, th- this is its own thing. And it does. It's a, it's, does its thing wonderfully why i want six and seven to be differentiators is because i want everyone to take a six and say this is one of the best album like one of the best things you can listen to but just pick this album out you're gonna love it it's gonna be great seven is just like oh here's the special ones like yeah here's the elite ones of just like you can't touch these these are the dark side of the moon the abbey road sec this is that section of just like yeah no sevens uh the, the just unique like you can if yeah. i take dark side of the moon i was like there's nothing like dark side of the moon there's nothing if i take the wall off the shelf there's nothing like the wall it's like yeah and that's fine and i don't expect other people to write music like that because it's hard if not impossible to yeah the, the, everything aligned to you know create something like that in my and so yeah i i i was afraid to give out the seven but because but I also, yeah, I've only been listening to this a couple of days, but you're, you are right. It is special. And I said that immediately. Like I texted you halfway through the album. This album is amazing. Like, yeah, I, I was that, like, I'm like, I'm only halfway through it, but like, I don't know how it could go, <laughs> go bad. Like, I don't expect that when I'm listening to most albums, like I'm happy when I like most of the music, when it's, when I'm listening to a six, I'm like, this is good stuff. And I'm not like, oh, it's just not special. Like I don't expect special. No one expects special. But you kind of know it when you hear it. And that's the that's the seven is like you kind of know when you're listening to it. Like, ah, yeah, OK, I get it. I, I understand. I mm-hmm. like this is just it's just something different in, a, in the best way possible. And we're, we're fortunate for these things to come along. Um, but, you know, it's like you don't want to just say you can only listen to the special albums because no, you won't have that much music to listen to. <laughs> You, you know, you really won't. And yeah, that like, yeah, just because something, obviously we've said it before, said it already, just because something isn't a seven doesn't mean it's not worthy of being loved and listened to. So it depends on everyone's viewpoint too. Like, I think anything that's a six could be somebody else's seven easily. I think this could be someone's two. Easily. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Someone could listen and be like, this sucks. <laughs> I I don't, I just, this is too much for me. I'm just. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I can't listen to this. I know, like, our rating, you and I both feel like this is a seven, but it's to us. This is our opinion of it. Yeah, this was uh, my, I, I didn't tell you this because I didn't want to skew your opinion. This was my favorite album of 2020 by far. I, I mean, I'm not surprised now that I've heard it. <laughs> It, I I heard it sometime. I can't remember exactly when the first time I heard it. It was sometime in November, December, and I was just like, "Ah, yeah, this this wins for me. This is my the album of the year for me." So, the start of the year, my friend group they they sometimes toss Google Docs at us, and they'll like fill out all these, you know, and and a couple of the questions were favorite song from 2020 and favorite um favorite album for 2020. And I was thinking about it back then, and I was like, and I put this because I was like, this favorite album easily. It's it's wonderful. It's so good. So 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 good. So yeah, it, it's we will give out sevens uh, sparsely. I don't think you and I want to give out sevens. 
no exactly <laughs> we don't we don't walk around like we want to like the only either we will get lucky and there will be great new albums that come out or there are going to be a couple episodes i'm sure where we'll do a special you know for anniversary shows or whatnot of we want to talk about our favorite album of all time and then it's just like obligatory seven <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like we're we gonna have a couple of those like because just because we want to but in inside of the new music sphere we're blessed to get a seven we're very happy we'll be giving out lots of fives and sixes and we think most music that's what falls and again that's a great thing because it's not like i only put this album on i put plenty of the sixes and fives on just as often i love this album so much i'm so happy <laughs> you're just happy you started the show and you finally listening to all this music i've just listened to on my own time i know right yay me <laughs> you thought i was just over here listening to prog rock for the rest of my life no no <laughs> no 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 I, I, I haven't learned my lesson by any means so <laughs> see now this is this is the classic conundrum well if we didn't have a podcast the next month or two of albums i gave to casey she would never listen to because she would she'll be six months from now being like no you know i listened to the normal album instead <laughs> yeah no i'm still listening to the normal album two years later it would be the same story so sadly we can't just end the podcast here you've got to listen to a new album next week <laughs> oh darn <laughs> So what are we listening to next week? Ah, so next week, we'll be checking out Thank You Scientist's latest album, which is from 2019, called Terraformer. And if you haven't heard of Thank You Scientist before, have you? I thought I saw them in person. I went to the to see Bent Knee. Bent Knee, and oh, was Thank You Scientist with Bent Knee? They might have been. I know they've toured before. Oh, but it was late, and I think Caitlin and I... Hi, Caitlin. I think we left, so... Oh, okay. Well... <laughs> So I, I saw them in person, but then I went home. Okay. So they're a progressive rock jazz fusion band. And they, uh, they managed to, they're one of those bands that have cre managed to create their own totally unique sound. They have a trumpeter, a saxophonist, and a violinist as full-time band members, which should at least prep you what we're in for here. Yeah, exactly. That, that hint, hint. <laughs> if they're full-time band members, it doesn't just mean there's saxophone on one track. And it doesn't just mean someone wrote a saxophone part and someone had someone else play it. It means the saxophonist is, he, he's part of the band. And he's not just going to stand around for his part in one song. <laughs> I've, I've known about this album. I, I knew, I listened, I, this is one of those albums where it came out in 2019. I was aware of the band. I put a cup. I hold, I think I put one of the songs on a playlist. I've heard that song for like a year. And I finally got around to um, putting the whole album on and then couldn't stop listening to the whole album. So. I I don't remember, but I think they were the the headliners for that show, because it looked like Thank You Scientist sounds familiar, and then I'm looking at that album in particular, and some of these songs look familiar. Because you were the one that actually linked me to the fact that Bentney was touring and mm -hmm. had a show in the area, but like it, the show was actually for Thank You Scientist. I yeah, think. I was not able to see them because they were playing. Uh, I think they they were playing downtown like a day after another show I just wanted to see downtown. So I was like, I don't want to go downtown on Monday night and Tuesday night because this was back when I lived in Austin and going downtown was a pain. So, mm -hmm. so I didn't get to see them, but I, I wanted to. Yeah, so, but this album, another one of those. It, it'll be our first like true, true um, progressive rock albums. I'm, but not really because it's jazz fusion too. So we aren't, we aren't going there. <laughs> 
We aren't going full prog. <laughs> no, no, we're not going full prog. <laughs> not, yet, not. not yet. At least not yet. <laughs> I like talking about bands like this. Well, I think they'll new, they'll model, and they've got interesting, you know, unique sounds. I love unique sounding music. It's it's one of my favorite things. It's just like music that just it does not sound like it's cookie cutter. Could be sung by almost anyone. Bands that have their own sound is oh yeah it's something it's something I, to I aspire agree. to. I agree with that. It's one of the reasons I really liked uh, Bentney and sent sent. That, I was about to say that's. I mean, I Bentney is someone that you have sent like a band that you sent and I adore and I've listened to more of their stuff and continue to and sing and went to their show like. They created their own sound, and yeah, I want more people to have their own sound because it's like I know I want to listen to that, and <laughs> and I don't need to be like, oh, there's a better version of you somewhere. It's like, no, this is yo, this is you, yeah. They do it by having a a trumpeter. Bentley does it with the violin too. They and other things, mm-hmm. but it's like, and but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> having. Having the violin, like having other instruments in your band helps dramatically to creating a different sound than your guitar, bass, drums. That you, like a familiar example, like Cake. They've got the trumpet, like, and you, and it stands out and you know Cake when you hear it. Oh, when you walk by an ocean. (laughs) All right. Can I do the outro now? (laughs) I'm done. Get me out of here. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating in Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you listen to your pods on. We really appreciate it. Talk to you next week, and we'll catch you on the B-side.